Betsy Tacy by Maud Hart Lovelace, Chapter Ten, Calling on Mrs. Benson. When summertime came, Betsy and Tacy didn't need to bother with school any more. They could play all day long. They did play all day long, and they never once ran out of things to do. The days aren't long enough for those two, Betsy's mother used to say to Betsy's father. This was true, although it was strange, for a day was very long. A day filled all the hours which it took the sun to wheel from behind the white house on the big hill, across the vast blue spaces of the sky, to the trees down behind Tacy's barn. By the time evening came and Betsy and Tacy were playing games with the other Hill Street children, not made up games, but real games, like Pom Pom Pull Away and Run Sheep Run, they could hardly remember the cool morning hours when they had had the world to themselves. But in all the long golden time in between, they never ran out of games to play. One of their favorite games was dressing up. They loved to dress up in grown up clothes and go calling. One day Betsy's mother let her dress up in her old tan lace dress. It was a beautiful dress, with a big pink rose in the front. Betsy poked an old tablecloth underneath her skirts behind to make a bustle like her mother's. And she wore an old hat of her mother's, a round hat with a veil. Tacy wore a striped blue and green silk dress of her grown up sister Mary's. Her curls were pinned high, and she wore a big hat covered with flowers. And Mary let her carry her parasol, which was pink with ruffles all around it. When Tacy was given the parasol, she and Betsy raced back to Betsy's house. Mamma, Betsy cried, Tacy has a parasol. May I carry your parasol? No, said Betsy's mother, but you may carry my card case. She got it out of the bureau drawer. One side was filled with cards which said, Mrs. Robert Ray. A little lace edged handkerchief, smelling of violet perfume, peeked out of the other side. Betsy's mother carried this case when she went calling. She left a card at every house. Betsy took the card case, and Tacy opened the parasol, and they started down Hill Street. We'll call on Mrs. Benson, Betsy said. So they called on Mrs. Benson, and she was very glad to see them. Come right in, she said. How are you, Mrs. Ray? How do you do, Mrs. Kelly? She pretended that they were their mothers instead of Betsy and Tacy. Of course, that was the right thing to do. Sit right down, she said, and they sat down on the sofa. It's lovely weather we're having. Yes, isn't it? said Betsy in a very grown up tone. Tacy didn't talk much. She was bashful. I hear you bought some sand, Mrs. Benson, said Betsy in the grown up tone. Yes, I did. Would you like to see it? asked Mrs. Benson, and she went to her desk and brought out the two bottles full of sand which Betsy and Tacy had colored. The perfume bottle with the blue colored stopper and the big fat jar. Mercy, what beautiful sand, said Betsy. Isn't it? cried Mrs. Benson. I bought it from two little girls named Betsy and Tacy. Tacy looked up then, her blue eyes dancing into Mrs. Benson's. I know those little girls, she said. I thought maybe you did, said Mrs. Benson. After a minute, Mrs. Benson asked, Wouldn't you like some tea? Tea? asked Betsy, so surprised that she forgot to talk like her mother. Afternoon tea, explained Mrs. Benson, what ladies drink when they go calling. Oh, of course, said Betsy, I'd love some. Wouldn't you, Tacy? So Mrs. Benson gave them some tea. Cambric tea, she called it, and it was delicious. They had cookies with their tea, and Betsy and Tacy nibbled them daintily, but they ate them to the very last crumb. 
When the cookies were gone, Betsy said, "'Well, I'm afraid we'll have to be going. Good-bye, Mrs. Benson.' "'Good-bye, Mrs. Ray,' Mrs. Benson said. "'Good-bye, Mrs. Benson,' said Tacy, not bashful any more. "'Good-bye, Mrs. Kelly,' said Mrs. Benson. "'May I help you open your parasol?' Then Betsy remembered the card-case. "'And I must leave you a card,' she said. "'Here's a card for me, and one for Tacy.' Betsy and Tacy went on down Hill Street Hill. "'Who shall we call on next?' asked Tacy. "'I know,' said Betsy. "'We'll call at the chocolate-coloured house.' So they went on down Hill Street Hill to the corner and through the vacant lot. It was farther than they had ever gone before in grown-up clothes. They held their long skirts high so that the weeds and bushes would not tear them, and they came to the chocolate-coloured house. "'Tacy,' said Betsy, "'I never yet saw anybody around this chocolate-coloured house.' "'Neither did I,' said Tacy. "'They looked at it a moment before they climbed to the door. "'It sat like a big plump chocolate drop on the big square corner lot. "'There weren't many trees around it, "'just a green lawn with flower beds on either side of the white cement walk, "'which led to the porch steps. "'Betsy and Tacy walked up that walk and climbed the porch steps. "'They rang the bell and waited. "'While they were waiting, they looked around. "'The tower jutted right out on the porch,' It had windows in it, but all the shades were pulled down. The pane of coloured glass over the front door shone ruby red in the sunlight. No one answered their ring, and Betsy and Tacy rang the bell again. They rang it again and again. At last the lady next door came out of her house. She looked busy and cross. "'What are you doing on that porch, little girls?' she asked in a sharp voice. "'We're ringing the bell,' said Betsy. "'We've come to call.' "'Tell her about the card-case,' whispered Tacy. But before Betsy could speak again, the lady said, "'Well, the people who live there aren't home. They've gone to Milwaukee.' She went back into her house and shut the door. "'Milwaukee,' said Betsy. "'Milwaukee,' said Tacy. They liked the sound of the word. "'I wish I could go to Milwaukee,' said Betsy. "'What's it like?' asked Tacy. "'Oh, it's lovely,' said Betsy. "'Milwaukee, Milwaukee.' She said the name over and over. "'While we walk home,' she said to Tacy, "'I'll make up a poem about it.' Betsy liked to make up poems. First, we must leave a card, though,' said Tacy. "'Of course,' said Betsy. They opened the card-case and took out a card and put it in the mailbox. "'Mrs. Robert Ray,' it said on the card. They took out another and left that one, too. The second one was from Tacy. While they walked home, Betsy made up the poem about Milwaukee. It went like this. There's a place named Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. There's a place named Milwaukee, Milwaukee. A beautiful place to be. I wish I could go to Milwaukee with Tacy a hold of my hand. I wish I could go to Milwaukee. It sounds like the Beulah land. That's a nice poem, said Tacy. I like the part about me. So they sang it together, making up a tune. They sang it all the way through the vacant lot and just at the edge of the vacant lot they saw Betsy's father, who was driving home for supper. He was driving old Mag, and had just slowed down for Hill Street Hill. "'Stop! Wait! Give us a ride!' cried Betsy and Tacy. They picked up their long skirts and began to run. "'Why, how do you do, Mrs. Vanderbilt?' said Betsy's father. "'And how do you do, Mrs. Astor?' He stopped old Mag and cramped the wheel of the buggy, and Betsy and Tacy climbed in. Betsy took the reins, and Tacy held the whip. Julia and Katie were watching from the steps of the Ray House. "'Get up,' said Betsy. 
"'Whoa!' said Tacy. They drove in triumph around the little road which led to old Mag's barn. End of chapter 10. Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Wednesday, June 3rd, 2015, in San Diego, California.